Hello and welcome. This is the In The Money Players Podcast special for the Tropical Turf Pick 3 that's happening on Saturday. We've got more Saturday coverage elsewhere. Going to be a live stream, in fact, uh, Friday night, 8 o'clock Eastern time, if you want to check that out live or else uh, once that's done, it'll appear in our podcast feed and also up on our YouTube channel. Make sure to check that out. Also going to be an all-turf show, Tropical Turf Pick show for Sunday as well. But this is Saturday, and I'm Peter Thomas Fornatel back with you from Gallery 55 here in sunny Brooklyn, New York. Staying out of the bad weather that is uh, plaguing so many other parts of the country. Saw snow in Las Vegas. There's a blizzard in Chicago. What's the weather like up in Saratoga Springs, New York? Jonathan Kinchin. Uh, I haven't been outside yet. There's some snow on the ground still. Rigatoni is laying in front of the fire. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, Pete. He is a psychopath. He, like, lays on the glass of the fire. Now, it doesn't get too hot to burn him. It doesn't get too hot to burn him. Like, I, I can, you can touch it, but it's just very, like, sauna warm. He lays yes. in front of the fire as close as he possibly can. I, I believe he's going to be a very healthy dog because I know sauna is very good for humans. I'm assuming it's yep. very good for dogs. The funny part about it is, though, you take him outside when it's 84 degrees. And he gets a, he'll give you about three minutes before he starts panting like a psychopath. I don't understand this animal, but he uh, can lay in front of the fire all day, presumably cooking at about 180 degrees. Oh, that's funny. The literal hot dog. Mugs was the same way. She just loved the fire. I always assumed it was dogs. There was some sort of primal connection, as in, you know, their, their species, dogs and humans, first would have bonded over the fire back in the uh, way back in the day, coming to look for you know, scraps of food before we uh, made the trade that, you know, we dress them up in costumes and uh, and they get food. It all started in front of the fire. Rigatoni, very comfortable, it sounds like, in that exact position. Probably never more so when there's sports or horse racing on in the background. I'm going to take a wild guess. Yeah, he likes, he enjoys it. Uh, the only thing that scares him sometimes is if uh, G's mom has a very loud uh, defense call that she screams out during Duke basketball games. And when I say it's loud, it will startle you if you are not paying attention to possession of the ba- of the basketball game because it, 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 it it's basically every time the ball crosses midcourt, Nance is going to hit you with the defense as loud as possible, a very low octave. It's very scary. It sounds intimidating, and I always wonder about that. It's like the dogs see us watching sports, and it's like, well, why they they get why why are they barking at the TV? Essentially, um, very very amusing stuff. Uh, horse racing definitely something I've startled many a person with my roots during, and hopefully we'll be doing that on Saturday as we root in these wagers in the tropical turf pick three on Saturday. It all starts out in race number five where we've got a starter allowance going a mile on the turf, 2.09 Eastern, the scheduled post time. So this is a pre, pre-football. pre We'll get these bets in and going. We start off with a field of seven in this spot. I'm boring here, JK. I, I like a horse who I think is going to be a pretty heavy favorite. Curious to see if you have any creativity and how many runners you need to light this candle. Yeah, I'm going to use that same horse of six running with scissors. Um, you know, just the, the, the synthetic race last time, the, the, the two turf races prior to that, uh, the three turf races prior to that. Um, and those numbers were, were, were spread out 
through three different trainers, which is also something that you can kind of lean on. You can trust that the horse is going to show up very genuine type when you run a similar number for David Jacobson and for Joe Sharp and then uh, Fernando Abreu as well. You can just kind of trust that this horse is going to show up and run. Just seems better than most of these in here. I'll use the six running with scissors and the one space launch. Wanted to make sure I had um, a horse that has some nice numbers and uh, on the turf. But that last number on the synthetic really kind of jumps out that maybe this horse was kind of traveling in the right direction, uh, ran for Safi on the 28th. A lot of times when there's a trainer change from a higher percentage to a lower percentage, the, the, the time in between those starts is a huge consideration for me, right? Because presumably Space Launch is still running on a little bit of Safi's training. So you don't have to worry so much about the decline. Now, maybe two months from now, there could be that decline kind of going back to uh, to match more of what that lower percentage trainer is throwing at the time. Um, it's not like he's a low percentage trainer, just lower. So uh, I'll use the one as well. I'll only use those two as A's. Um, and I'm okay with the equal weight there. Just the way that I'm playing this ticket, I don't really have a problem with like feeling pulled in directions. Like I have to kind of weigh this thing up a little bit. I, I'd like to keep the value of the, the higher priced one uh, involved. I was just going to go with running with scissors, the six. This is just a tough, cool old New York bread has the fastest figures. And I thought also projected to get the best trip speed to be in a positive spot, but hopefully can settle and fly home behind the presumptive speed of runners like the two and the four. I'll kick it off with the six JK going six, one in race number five, which means we'll speed ahead to race number eight, where we've got three-year-old allowance types going a mile and a 16th on the turf and a field of 11 going postward. I had strong preference for the number eight Cuban thunder in this spot horse we talked about last week was originally going to be part of one of those races in the, the cross country on Saturday. Ended up scratching out of there. We'll get Lasix in here, getting on turf for the first time in the USA. I just thought it was a classic move into a hot pace last time. I think David Egan bits this runner well, has that good left-handed race on synth at Dundalk. I think this horse would be good value even around four to one. And the morning line is hung up at eight to one. I like Cuban Thunder quite a bit in this spot. I feel like there's a lot of ways I could go if I go beyond that. So I'm going to take most of my money and run it right through the eight Cuban Thunder. What do you think of race number eight? Pete, I, I was trying to figure this out. You'll know the answers. I think you were paying attention. That scratch the other day, was that a morning scratch or an on-the-track scratch of Cuban Thunder? Cuban Thunder scratched in the morning. And then there okay. were two other scratches, both Valiant Force and the One Runner. First, the One Runner scratched, and then Valiant Force scratched, and we, we were ended up with, with with a little bit of a shipwreck of a race there in the Limehouse. Well, here's the thing for me, right? When it comes to Cuban, I'm singling someone on here, and it's not Cuban Thunder, but I do want to talk about Cuban Thunder just to a certain extent, so you can see if you can correct me, and if you can, then maybe I'll use them as a viewers. I, I I'm I don't like the fact the horse was entered to run to sprint for a horse that felt like they wanted to go long. They scratch the morning of, and they come back a week later and now they're going long again. Um, it makes me wonder what, what was the reason? Was it a, was it, was it, did they, you know, I thought maybe did they enter the horse to make the race go, but it's a stake. Cause I know that the other horses in their Valiant force, same connections, but you, you don't have to make stakes go. They're going to go. I mean, you don't really have to necessarily. Even in overnight a, though. Small, Even I don't think they. I don't. I don't think they really cancel overnights. Like I, I think that they use them. 
Now, maybe, just maybe, the racing office said, look, man, guys, we don't want to draw this race with five horses. Can you enter another horse? We can at least have six and then feel free to scratch down, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Maybe that's what happened. But the fact the horse was entered scratched was enough for me to kind of look away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I see your argument. And I, I, I don't have any solid evidence. It's just I wanted a reason to single the six Cugino, who, who I think is, uh, is, is going to be tough for a couple of reasons. One. Shug does not win with first-time starters going long on the grass very often. It does happen, but it's not something that happens often. This horse won first time out for Shug and ran well while doing it. This horse is a half the battle of Normandy, and if I'm not mistaken, because it's funny I know this because we're going to start some new fun work with Lane's in, uh, Battle of Normandy won first time out for this. Uh, yeah, and they're both City of Light, Lane's in Stallion, Twirling Candy, uh, Elaine's in stallion. If adorable miss has another baby, I am betting everything I have on that horse first time out. Um, but the thing about Cugino is, is that this horse ran extremely well first time out for Suge. It's not that the whole Divisadero thing, but like when horses run well through stats that don't excel in some trainer's barn, I pay attention to that. This horse is going to take another step forward, gets Lasix as well. Uh, I loved the way the horse ran last time, closing into a slow pace. I have no problem being ice cold to the six, Cugino. My knock was the form of that race, JK. Like nobody's come back to, uh, to, to run particularly well from it. And in fact, the better horses in there have had like a minus 20 buyer figure decline. So it just, it made me a little bit nervous, but I looked long and hard at the horse and, you know, on your say so here, I think I will definitely be at well, least throwing in as a backup. This is one reason why I like to look at two figures. And this is not me like trying to like stuff, you know, lock. It. I'm just giving you the other perspective is that yeah, in that race enlightened who ran second came back and ran third with only a two point decline time form us. So that's a, that's a trusted number for me. Yeah. Um, Hamilton's way, the fourth place finisher came back and ran fifth with a five point decline. And then Thornberry, the fifth place winner came back with a one point improve, although ran seventh. So it's enough for me to kind of trust it, It, but I'm not doubting what you're saying. I'm just saying that I think that there's, we'll know the answer on Saturday is what I'm saying. I think that there's enough on both sides to suggest that it could be good. It could be bad. We'll find out and I'll, and I'll pay to find out with this horse. Cause you know, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm with you enough that I I'll definitely be looking to put in at least on some backup lines. After our conversation, I'm going to go eight, six in there. The six for JK standing alone with Cugino fine uh, Italian name as well. Just another reason to root the thing in. Let's go to the pay leg. My friend, Race number 11, we've got a five furlong sprint, first level allowance in this spot. I know these races are specialties of yours. I was going to try to get cute with some prices. Very curious to see how you think we're going to get paid. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get paid with a spread here. I mean, obviously, you know, the the, the two by one to start it off, um, it kind of awards you that opportunity. And there's no standout here, right? I mean, it's just a... It's a time form has it coded red, so the pace should be honest. So give me some horses that are going to be forward to try to find the speed of the speed. Give me a couple options of horses that come from out of it um, and, and try to pick up the pieces if it happens to fall apart in the unlikely event that a five for a long term sprint at Gulfstream falls apart. I'm going to use five, six, nine, ten, and twelve. Five, six, nine, ten, and twelve. Um, the five kick a rhyme. Who uh, our friend Deuce Greathouse is uh, Pura Vita Racing is is really. Uh, 
naming a lot of horses uh, about this like kind of 90s, early 2000s hip hop vibe, right? Love Kick it. a rhyme. Uh, they had the good uh, two-year-old last year uh, on the ones and uh, on the ones and twos. And then who was the good two-year-old? That, oh, I'm going to forget now. That, that got hurt. That Ricardo uh, rode rhyme schemes. Yeah, very good. Rhyme schemes. Yes, my man, my man Deuce hitting them with the uh, with the, the the 90s, 2000 hip-hop lines. Um, and then I'm just going to spread everywhere else. I mean, there's not a whole lot to add. You know, the six Ivory Moon showed speed on debut. Comes in off of a little bit of a layoff. The nine, uh, I didn't like the, 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 the synthetic race last time, but the turf sprints, the, the three turf sprints prior to that at three different racetracks suggest that this horse is definitely in the mix, drawn towards the outside as well. And then the 10 and the 12, uh, the 10 uh, looking to get on the turf for the first time, but it has some nice synthetic form. And the 12, call me spicy, same situation, never been on the turf, but does have some uh, nice synthetic form. And those were the two that I was interested in, actually, those two trying turf for the first times, the 12 and the 10, did a little bit of pedigree digging, also call me spicy. Another thing I liked was looked like a flow move up coming out of that last race. I liked the trip, should be able to sit forward and finish, I think. It was a hard trying horse in the exact the seven of eight times. I'll give extra credit for that, too. But then on blood, you know, turf should be no issue. Spitesters are a little better synthetic sprinting than turf sprinting, but 14% compared to 12, not really a big deal. Um, the Dan never uh, ran on synth at all, did win on turf and had a high buyer on turf of 76. That's enough for me to get the 12, call me spicy, into the mix. And then the 10, my Lady James, extremely similar profile to the top pick. I think we'll get a good trip. And, uh, you know, again, first time turf. There's no blood on the dam side, but it was very interesting. Valiant Minister, um, 27% limited sample but with turf sprinters and some very big move ups um, there horses getting on to turf for the first time and moving up. So 12 and 10 for me, I'll, I'll probably back up with all the ones you mentioned, especially five, six and nine. I had all very close, but I thought the value of the race might be pressing those outside runners, the 10 and the 12 who you have in the mix as well. Well, that's going to do it for this Saturday edition of the tropical turf pick three show. We'll be back with another one for Sunday until then. This show's been a production of In the Money Media. For Jonathan Ginchin, I'm Peter Thomas Fornatel. May you win all your photos.